We wish everyone today a very, very special Pentecost. And we remind you of our tradition to decorate your homes with green branches of deciduous plants or any plant that receives greenery in the spring to remind us that new life is brought upon the earth through the sending of the Holy Spirit. And my text uh, today comes from the chapter 22 of John's Gospel. It was the evening of the resurrection. And Jesus Christ came amongst the disciples who were gathered fearfully in a room, upper room. And he said, Peace be with you. Whose sins you are forgiven, you to forgive. Whose sins you are retained, retain. And his words before that were, Receive the Holy Spirit. In the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. Uh, you know, uh, recently at one of the monastic gatherings, there's a new uh, Rasafor nun there. She's been visiting there many years, and she just got her nursing degree, and now she's joined the community as a Rasafor, as a novice. And uh, we were having discussions among the monks of things that concern monastic life, but always we learn other things too. And um, she told us this. She says, no doctor, no physician, no scientist can tell you what makes a baby take its first breath. And I submit to you, a baby takes its first breath when God puts that breath into that child. And he lives, or she lives, until God takes that breath away. For we all live and breathe and have our move, our movement and everything we are in the breath of God in the Holy Spirit. Today is actually a Trinitarian Sunday where we celebrate the three persons of the Blessed Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And I remind you where that breath comes from. All blessings come from the Father through the Son in part by the Holy Spirit. That's where life, divine energies, creation, everything came from our Father in heaven, who we neglect so terribly because we do not cherish as we should the life of the Spirit amongst us. The life of the Spirit perfects the Holy Eucharist. The life of the Spirit, empowered by Christ, affects the sacraments. 
the life of the Spirit brought you into this world. And the life of the Spirit will take you home when your life on earth is ended. Holy Spirit is the most powerful thing in the world. It is our inspiration, it is our life, and it is our hope. Without the Holy Spirit, everything would crumble. God sustains the world. God sustains life. God sustains the beating of your heart. And in your heart, the gifts of the Spirit are retained. That's why if you read scripture closely, it's all about the heart and love, especially the New Testament. And that's why in the monastic life, here we try to celebrate in our lives the Hesychic spirituality, Hesychism, the Jesus prayer, this feeling of the presence of God within us through the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Some people, you know, they don't know if they're alive or dead. Bad situation. They can't feel God within them. They must feel God within them because they wouldn't be alive. And then as we advance, we Christians, in our spirituality, in our growth, in our knowledge of God, which is also a gift of the Holy Spirit, which inspires us to faith, we come to feel God's presence in our heart. Why is the heart so important? If it stops beating, you're dead. If God takes his breath out of you, you're dead. But the heart is the seat of our spirituality. Paul tells us in his writings, we must be circumcised of the heart, circumcision of the heart. That means that that heart is dedicated to the Holy Trinity. Paul is a mystic. He experiences the prayer of the heart. He talks to us about it all the time, but somehow we miss it. Now I can prove this to you. If you've been a father or a mother and one of your children is in difficulty, there is pain in your heart and fear. When you fall in love, there is a joy and pain in your heart. I remember years ago, they used to, you know, be very careful about giving out the Blessed Sacrament, much more careful than they are today. And I was deacon not too long, and I was sent to St. Patrick's Cathedral. And uh, another deacon was with me, and we were to help with communion in the cathedral. 
My goodness. How difficult. So a sacristan gave us the key to the tabernacle. And he watched us carefully. So we went up to the tabernacle, and in the tabernacle was extra ciboriums, because as you know, St. Patrick Cathedral in New York holds, I guess, 5,000 or more people. It takes a lot of ministers to give out the sacrament. First of all, we had been trained in a seminary for many years in our relationship with the Holy Eucharist. We had a hard time stepping up to the altar. We started to shake. I said to him, I don't think I'll be able to hold the ciborium. I know how I'm going to give out this Eucharist. I says, we have to pick it up in our hands. So the, the servers there, the, the, the man that was watching us to make sure we get, got through with this, uh, he says, come, come, you know. He says, come on. The other deacon says to me, well, let's, let's try. Huh. Well, we did try, and we did get the tabernacle open, and we did get the ciborium out, and with shaking hands, in fear and love, we gave our communion, and our hearts were pounding within us. Gifts of the Holy Spirit. They're all around you everywhere. Whatever love you feel, whatever joy you have, it's a gift from the Holy Spirit. You parents, there would be no baby without the gifts of the Holy Spirit. There would be no life without the gifts of the Holy Spirit. When the Spirit came down upon the apostles, it came in flames of fire. Fire is energy. Fire is the sign of the presence of God. Fire is what fills your heart when you're deeply in love. We're not our hearts burning within us. Is that not what it says in Scripture? Truly it is. Today, this beautiful feast is a feast of renewal for us, reminding us of the end of a season of harvest, dedication of the temple, the Feast of Booths, all Jewish feasts, and all reminding of us, like the cycle of the year, that our life is in Christ that that Christ has sent forth the Holy Spirit, the giver of life and sanctity and holy desires and fulfillment of our dreams and joy. No dream 
no worthy experience of love can take place without the Holy Spirit. But when his Holy Spirit comes, it is a mountaintop experience being close to God, being close to the things you love, being warmed by the heat of the divine energies of God, the divine energies of God. Yes, his creative energies are there because we're there, but his divine energies that come from the Father through the Son, in part by the Holy Spirit, are what we're really made to live by. The world has little appreciation for the sacraments because we are not tenacious in explaining these are the direct gifts of God to us that his son, the high priest, has made them available and he perfects them for the Holy Eucharist. Today in the Holy Eucharist, if you listen well, after the words of consecration, the priest says the epiclesis, he calls down the Holy Spirit. And some people ask us, well, when is Christ present in the Blessed Sacrament? He is present when the whole prayer is said. It takes all of it. It takes the whole action of the Holy Trinity to perfect the Eucharist. And at the beginning of the Eucharist, we sing, Blessed is the kingdom of the Father and Son and Holy Spirit. And our Eucharist is our meal, our sacred meal with the Holy Trinity, the gift of the Father through the Son, perfected by the Holy Spirit. And you are recipient of that great gift. I was scared to death as a deacon with holy fear to give out the Blessed Sacrament. How much fear, how much devotion, how much love did you approach the, approach the Eucharist and receive the body, blood, soul, divinity, Jesus Christ, the ultimate gift of the Holy Spirit. For us, life is short. For us, life can end at any moment. For us, God can take his life-giving breath away from us. But those gifts that you have received in your worship of God, in your reception of the holy gifts of the Eucharist, remain with you. You take that all to heaven with you. Your life on earth is not nothing. It is very important because you are so very important that God sent his own spirit to make of you a mature human being.
I would go so far to say is, without these gifts, we're not truly human. We are automatons. And God, through his Son, has given us these gifts to perfect us. Now what should we do? Try to respond to the gifts of the Holy Spirit in your life. Don't be lazy. Pray. You were made for prayer. Read the holy books. Form a great love, fear, and joy in your heart where God dwells in you. It's a sad thing to say that what separates us from the active support of these gifts of the Holy Spirit is personal sin. If you concentrate on love of God, your sins will go away. You'll even defeat your passions. If you concentrate on holy thoughts, the world will disappear. With the world and the flesh of the devil, the sources of temptation. But the most important gift of the Holy Spirit, obviously in the church, is the sacramental priesthood. What you are had the priesthood of the faithful. You were baptized. You were chrismated. You see the body and blood of the Lord, a holy meal. You're a holy person made holy to worship God. And this is your birthday. And we sang today, all been baptized in Christ and put on Christ, hallelujah. We only sing that a few times a year to remind you of your dignity. And when you treat each other in marriage or whatever you're doing, don't forget the dignity of that person. It comes from the gifts of God. I contemplate in our lives, and you do too, the lives of the saints. And what's remarkable about the saints is the life of the Spirit within them. And I bid you today, work hard, pray hard, love hard, so that I can see, and your neighbor can see, and those who love you, the work of the Holy Spirit in you. It's not so much important that as I suffer through the spiritual life, and joy in the spiritual life, that I edify myself. God's taking care of me. He loves us. It's very important that you become a, a metaphor. That means a bearer of the spirit, one who brings that spirit to his neighbor because being around you is so different. It's obvious. 
that you are kissed by Christ, his breath is in you, and your love for your neighbor rejoice in. And don't go to heaven by yourself. Use your gifts of the Holy Spirit to drag other people with you. So Pentecost can be a rebirth throughout the world. Name the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen.